Hello and welcome to Life Sciences in Queensland. Sometimes people who live with chronic conditions find their current pharmaceuticals no longer work as well as they once did. Their doctors may move them on to a new drug regime, but it too may only work for a few years. So what happens when they get to the end of the line when there are no more drugs to try? Sunshine Coast-based company Servatus is well advanced in developing solutions to that quandary, and your podcast guest today is its Executive Director and CEO, Dr Wayne Finlayson. Welcome to you. How long has Servatus been operating? Uh, Servatus started in 2012. Um, Dr Wolf Hanish and myself were the co-founders. And really from a conversation that happened between the two of us. Unfortunately, uh, Wolf Hanish passed away in 2019 with cancer. But uh, we've been operating now for, well, since 2012. And is your research and development team affiliated with any universities or other bodies? Uh, Not as such. We have essentially all the research that Savatis has done has been homegrown. Uh, We do work with the universities in terms of what we're doing. Occasionally when we run out of space to do what we want to do, we ask someone to do things, Uh, especially at Sunshine Coast University and the University of Queensland, we've done some work with as well. How did the company get its name? I'm not sure who came up with that, but someone uh, decided to look up a 4th century Catholic saint called Servatus or Servatius uh, in Latin. Mm -hmm. That saint was supposedly uh, had healing powers in rheumatism. And since we were doing autoimmune diseases and so forth, uh, rheumatology and everything, uh, that seemed like a good name. And uh, I just thought it sounded like uh, rhymed with Novartis, which will be as big as one day. Yes. (laughs) And on that, is that then the the primary uh, focus of your research? Yes, autoimmune diseases and anti-inflammatory disease, things like uh, rheumatoid arthritis, inflammatory bowel disease. And what prompted you to get into the development of, of microbial biotherapeutics? We originally started Savatis with a particular engineered protein that showed clinical effects in autoimmune diseases. I had also been working on some areas of microbiome work but in agricultural biotech and um, which is a long story again why I got into that area but I started to notice some systemic effects in the animals we were working with um, that were um, eating our agricultural crops and things like that and so essentially this is going back to 2008 or so and I've been interested in that area and over the time period, we, we realised there was a link between the human protein that we were working on and what was going on in the bacteria. Uh, we then decided to uh, investigate this a bit more and the live microbial biotherapeutics came about really and it's, it's sort of an area that's exploded in the last few years. Uh, and certainly there's a lot of uh, um, promise to live microbial biotherapeutics. It's a new area of medicine that's probably one of the most uh, interesting areas and Mm. most promising in the last few years. Well, let's talk a bit about that. What disease treatments is is your team working on at the moment? Sure. We have three clinical trials running at the moment on foot, uh, one of them being a non-antibiotic treatment for a H. pylori infection. That's that's going on at the PA hospital in Brisbane. Uh, Functional IBS IC, which is uh, essentially functional constipation, 
Uh, that's also going on at the, uh, the PA hospital in, in Brisbane. And we've just submitted an IND application for um, uh, a clinical trial in ulcerative colitis. At, uh, at Which is a very big area, isn't it? Yes, uh, on its yes, own. it is. It's, mm. uh, so we're, we're dealing with mild to moderate ulcerative colitis initially, and that's going to go on in two sites, one in Boston at Brigham Women's Hospital and one at, um, at the PA hospital as well. Uh, and we have actually two more trials uh, slated for this year, uh, and that is insomnia and also possibly rheumatoid arthritis. How are they travelling at the moment? The uh, initial um, readout from the uh, H. pylori has essentially met its endpoints, both its primary and secondary endpoints. We've had a little bit of an issues with uh, the PA hospital being shut down a couple of times because of COVID, mm-hmm. but um, that's uh, still going on, but the preliminary uh, results are pretty good. And we're getting some encouraging results in the second one. So... Uh, we hope to have that finished towards the end of this year, basically. And, and then what happens from there once it's complete? I guess we, we move on to phase two, and uh, then we start looking for partners to help us develop that further. Um, and, uh, you know, some of these things we might keep ourselves because we have a manufacturing plant as well, uh, which is highly automated and, um, and very state-of-the-art at Coolum, which everyone's surprised to see. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that's the long-term plan. On the subject of uh, Coolum, most of the research institutes are based in, in large cities, such as Brisbane, here in Queensland. But you're based, as you said, Coolum on the Sunshine Coast. Why have you chosen that location? Partly lifestyle. Um, essentially, the, you're only an hour away or so from Brisbane, um, really, if you need to, if you get a, a, a shopping withdrawal symptoms. Um, <laughs> but um, everybody loves... Uh, the beaches and, and it's such a great lifestyle on the Sunshine Coast and if people are working hard uh, they can live within five minutes of a beach and uh, the I guess the the ability to live close to work and close to a beach is, mm. is there. Wayne why is it important to develop a new class or new classes of, of autoimmune drugs for such diseases? Well, a lot of the drugs are very effective, mm. um, but they have a lot of. Uh, there's, there's still a lot of unmet need in that sort of area, especially things like rheumatoid arthritis, and and the drugs are fairly um, potent. Some of the uh, current drugs like Humira and uh, a few of the TNF alpha inhibitors, uh, TNF inhibitors uh, are quite. I guess they can only be used for a certain amount of uh, time before uh, they have to find a different drug. The body gets used to it. You know, we have been doing a lot of investigation into how the gut microbiome affects autoimmune diseases, and we've been getting some interesting results. And uh, in fact, I think we can help with current drugs as well. And when are we then likely to start seeing some of these alternative drugs on the market? Or is that is that hard to gauge? Uh, no, we, we, are, we are part of um, the, what's called the Microbiome Therapeutics Innovation Group, which is based in Boston. We were invited to join that in two, early 2020, just before uh, COVID hit, and it was a year everyone lost. So we've joined in the last few months uh, instead. And that's, the um, I think, the uh, top or the leading eight companies in the world doing developing clinical trials in microbiome drug development, and including another Queensland company actually is in that, who have just joined, Microba, right here from Brisbane. And in the last 
12 months or so, um, the microbiome drug development has turned from promise to actually proof. And in fact, a number of those um, uh, drugs like Ceres Therapeutics, which uh, had a drug uh, in last August, I think uh, they announced a phase three result in the treatment of C. diff. Uh, we don't have that much in Australia, but in America, it's quite a big problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it usually results in, um, can result, be fatal. And uh, antibiotics don't generally work. They, in fact, they work for some time, but they just keep, uh, you know, they, they keep getting treated. And they eventually run out of uh, treatments. And uh, the microbiome work now has shown that it can be an effective treatment. You say from promise to proof... Uh, has that always been the case, or are there some things that we're advancing more so now today because of other factors? It's that um, uh, recent results that have uh, shown that microbiome drug development is is more than just promise. It is proof. And in fact, uh, I think Serious Therapeutics went from something like $400 million US dollars to $4.3 billion overnight on that result. Mm. Um, so... Uh, and I think uh, there's a lot of analysts who have said, um, you know, when these companies uh, come through with proof, they're not hundreds of million dollar companies; they're billion dollar companies, and they've been right in the last uh, few last twelve months. Mm. What's it like working with a company on the other side of the world, as you say, in Boston? And here we are, based at Coolum, Coolum Beach, uh, yeah. on the Sunshine Coast. Well, they they all all uh, they're see, all jealous, I'm sure. Yeah, they are. They all <laughs> see the uh, the sunny uh, 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 light streaming in from our windows and say, "Why aren't we there?" <laughs> but um, no, it, it becomes difficult in terms of uh, not being able to there face to face all the time, and uh, Zoom meetings can only do so much. Mm. Uh, hopefully, we can get face to face sooner or later. It can be difficult in terms of time zones. That's that's about all. Are there other conditions that you might be working on in the future that uh, of, of I guess viable alternatives that are promising that you that are in their infancy at this stage? Yes, there's there's quite a few things that we could do, and that's one of the challenges keeping it focused to things that we are doing. Uh, we are sort of working on um, uh, skin diseases, uh, skin microbiome diseases, uh, from an autoimmune disease type. Uh, angle. Also, uh, we have an OTC brand that we're starting to um, to produce that uh, can be really. It's, it's aimed at all the research we do um, in the, the drug development space. Obviously, not everything's going to become a, a therapeutic drug, um, so that we could get out general health products to to the consumer that uh, they can use as well, mm. and not waste the research we've done on this sort of area. And, and with our manufacturing capabilities as well, uh, that, that makes sense. So we've been looking at gut-brain axis uh, work in, uh, in things like insomnia, for example. Also sort of adjunct treatments for um, uh, various autoimmune diseases. But we could also look at uh, you know, immune checkpoint inhibitors for cancer treatments. But that's an area that we would not go into unless we had the resources uh, to be able to do it. You mentioned a while ago about your... Uh, I guess association with uh, Boston but looking at Queensland on its own would you say that on a global scale we're, we're playing a, um, a major role in the area that you're working on and researching on? 
Oh, certainly in, in um, Queensland, there's two companies, us and Microba, that are doing good work in this area and are both uh, part of the uh, MTIG or the Microbiome Therapeutics Innovation Group. And I'm a Queenslander. Um, my kids are Queenslanders. I, I'd love to see Queensland up there um, with that. And I, so I think um, we are, you know, you know, within reason. We're a small country. Uh, we don't have the, the resources that the US or Europe does, uh, but we do pretty well. What excites you about uh, the next few years in your field of work? The most exciting things are going to be the these sort of drugs coming through and being able to be used effectively and um, the amount of, I guess, uh, information about the microbiome and how it affects the immune system uh, that has been coming out and, and really it's uh, a new area that will impact on all sort of, sorts of medicine. What's your journey to where you are today? Uh, well, I did a, a PhD in chemistry a long time ago um, and uh, went to the US after that and at the University of California, Berkeley in the 80s and um, essentially got involved in the indus- industrial side of things when... Um, uh, then it was really a heady days of cloning and everything was going on. And um, I guess San Francisco and Berkeley and Stanford were part of what was called Biotech Alley, which was just down the road from Silicon Valley. <laughs> and uh, that really got me interested in, um, in the sort of uh, applications of science, especially when, when we were working with... Uh, uh, not, uh, Berkeley was working with Genentech and a few other places and then we realised they had much more money than we did and were far more advanced. So that, that became uh, just a, a bit of interest and I met uh, Wolf Hanish and he was uh, head of um, Cetus Corporations, uh, um, which was uh, the first biotech uh, uh, ever. He was head of their production and uh, I think Wolf was the first Australian to be employed at, uh, in Biotech Alley. A long time ago in the in the late seventies, and it just sort of happened from there. And um, I came back to Australia, um, worked as an R and D manager, went back to the US, um, uh, got involved in a couple of companies over there. Came back here, founded Progen Pharmaceuticals back in the nineteen ninety. Uh, went back to the US and got involved in investment analysis sort of semi-retired after Progen and uh, next thing I uh, stupidly said to Wolf I can fix the problem that he was talking about and then <laughs> that's what Savatis was uh, when Savatis was born yeah and here you are today and throughout your career thus far what have been some of the I guess the, the highlights maybe not for yourself but in in your industry that you've seen along the way that have sort of prompted you or excited you to to stay motivated the continual finding out of new things um basically one of my early phd supervisors uh came up with the perfect um quote when you do a degree you think you know everything when you do an honors degree you realize you're don't know quite as much as you thought you did and when you do a PhD you know you realize you know nothing at all (laughs) true well thank you so much Dr Wayne Finlayson for spending time today explaining the the important research and development work being done by Savatis on Queensland Sunshine Coast thank you 